What's on the menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. My next guest is a former banker turned chef, LG Han. He's the owner of Labyrinth, which is a new expression of Singapore cuisine. Four-time Michelin star restaurant, Chef Han, always a pleasure speaking to you. How are you doing? Hi, Adrian. Always a pleasure uh, speaking to you as well. I'm good, thank you. Since the last time we spoke, another Michelin star, you know, last time was three, now four. How are you feeling about that? Relieved. I mean, in the end of the day, I think um, it's always a great validation, not just for myself, but more so for my team, that our food is um, consistent mostly. I mean, most important of retaining the staff every year is about consistency, right? And as a restaurant, that's one of the key criteria we strive for, not for the award, but mainly also to ensure that every customer coming through our door enjoys the same level of food and service. What's also just as remarkable is that 70 to 80% of the menu at Labyrinth relies on produce sourced from local farms right here in Singapore. So how have you managed to keep this same sort of routine given all the challenges surrounding the F&B industry? I think during COVID, I think it's gotten probably a bit easier, especially with so much focus being placed on going local, sustainable supply chains, and a lot of farms have opened up during COVID as well with the government support. So I think that we are looking at a very promising future going forward of um, basically um, being sustainable in Singapore um, with regards to having our own produce. So I guess for myself, um, the silver lining with regards to the pandemic has definitely got to be this uh, with regards to being able to have more variety of produce to source from in Singapore. You pay a lot of attention to the local farms here and you do whatever you can to, you know, support them and be a sustainable restaurant. 2020 was a stranger. 2021 was turbulent. We had multiple heightened alert stabilization phases. But December was a good month for you. December was a great month for F&B in Singapore. I know when I was going around on weekends as well to see most F&B being full. There were queues everywhere. Myself as well, we were really, really busy as well. We are very grateful for all the support and love given to us, especially given the prior months before have been really difficult with regards to, as you mentioned, all the different restrictions and, you know, the hesitation and fear of people coming out. So December definitely was a great reprieve, I guess, as well. And um, definitely it was much needed to kind of partially offset business losses previous months and to also stabilize our sanity level a little bit. Yeah, it was a, it was an incredibly challenging time, 2021. But Chef, you know, I have to ask you, how did you manage to retain um, all your staff who work at the restaurant despite not, you know, being physically open at certain times? I think the first key point that the staff appreciated is that despite not being open at certain times, we still paid full salary. So we did not cut anyone's salary last year at all and we took the losses on our chain as a company as well to those through those months so i think the staff really appreciated it secondly we also made good use of time even though we were closed we also made good use of the time to carry out r d work in the kitchen as well to talk about how to improve our food and quality and consistency which i mentioned earlier and get the staff more involved and have more ownership over the food and service aspect of the restaurant and I guess that gives them a sense of belonging that, you know, the company um, does care about them. And so I get a bit more so 
involved personally in terms of getting to know them personally. I mean, these kind of times as well, when business is not great or certain days when we are closed, allows me to have a lot of one-on-one time with the staff to understand what exactly they want, what they're looking for in their careers, and to see how myself as a boss and the company can help them reach their targets. So I guess these are the key points that we as a company executed um, during the crisis period as well to try to retain the staff. And of course, given the current severe manpower shortage in the F&B industry, there is a case of inflation of salaries going up. So we also adjusted our staff salary as well to make sure that whatever we're paying to our staff are also in line with what the market is paying. Yeah, the hospitality you mentioned there, Chef, is, uh, you know, certainly noteworthy when you go to Labyrinth. And the fact that you managed to keep everyone on board despite all the troubles of COVID-19 and also pay them exactly what they deserve and reevaluate that also keeps them nice and happy at the end of the day. Chef, let's talk about your R&D because during those times of heightened alert, especially, you're doing a lot of uh, research, working on a new menu. And now that you've rolled that out, tell me some of the, uh, the MVPs on the list. To me, they're all MVPs. <laughs> yes, they our, are. <laughs> MVP according to, I guess, you know, what people like the most. Um, I guess the, um, for new dishes, people really like the chicken wing. So we have a, we have a dish um, in tribute to you know, the barbecue chicken wing you have in the hawker centers. So basically, it's like you know, traditional chicken wings uh, roasted with a bit of honey and soya, soy sauce glaze as well. So we did the same thing. Stuff with um, minced chicken thigh, uh, chicken soft bone, glazed with a honey soy sauce caramel, served with my grandma's chili sauce. And that's really, really popular with the customers. Another very popular dessert has to be our cereal prawn dessert. We took the quintessential tuta dish and made it into like a Nestum Shaoxing wine soft serve, served with a cereal mix that has prawn inside. Obviously, uh, the twist obviously is that you're having something as savory as a dessert as well. The fun part is, well, I like my desserts to be a little bit more whimsical. So basically, and interactive. So I customized the cereal box uh, with a picture of a prawn in a chef's outfit in front, complete uh, with nutrition facts. Nutrition facts are actually is is not real nutrition facts. It's actually for Singlish um, lingo as well. <laughs> and um, there's a picture of me uh, behind the box explaining the inspiration behind the dessert. And the idea I created, because when I eat cereal prawn, I think quite a few Singaporeans out there can also relate to it. I mostly only pick at the cereal mix. The prawn is not the key part of it to me. So I keep going at the cereal mix with the spoon. So I never really eat the prawn. So and I like it and it's sweet, right? It, it, it's, it's fried in sugar butter, a bit of curry leaves, chili. So it's got a bit sweet, savory kind of flavors going on, which is what I like for my desserts. If you come to the labyrinth, you realize that a lot of my desserts have a bit of that savory component, a slight savory component from behind. So this is totally right, my, right up my alley. I discovered that cereal prawn and um, Shaoxing wine tends to be a good mix by virtue of actually having eating them and drunk, drinking Shaoxing wine together. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it makes natural sense. We put them together in the dessert and it somehow worked out. It's been a huge hit with the customers, you know. Uh, most people want to bring back the cereal box. They're very tickled by all the so-called nutrition facts on the box mm. and the whole process where they get to eat. They read, they interact, they pour the cereal into the bowl of soft serve and they eat it together as well. And the soft serve inside has also goji berry, macerated in eight-year Shaoxing wine and mochi as well. So it's very much our own concoction. On, it's inspired by cereal prawn, but it's still very much our own 
combination of flavors. So I always call it if people who wants to find something relatable to this kind of flavor that we created. I always tell customer, imagine a Chinese style ramen raisin, and people get it. It's a great ending to the meal. Um, very memorable. So for mm. me, that's going to stay for a while. It's so cool the twist you have uh, on a lot of local favorites, which you can find at the hawker centers or you know coffee shops and so on as well. We're in conversation with former banker LG Han. He's the chef and owner of Labyrinth, the new expression of Singapore cuisine, four-time Michelin star restaurant as well. Chef, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the Prata, available everywhere, but you have a twist on this certain item. What have you done? Okay, so this is where, you know, as I said, you know, we have the 20% component that we're not local as well. Some things, unfortunately, you know, we, we can't source locally. Um, the Prata is, I call it the Pratas, the Atas Prata. <laughs> um, it's a pun, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> the idea is that, you know, I love... Uh, a classical combination of brioche with black truffle. And I was thinking, how oh, much can we do prata with black truffle? You know, I mean, a brioche technically speaking is very buttery, and prata is also very buttery because one of the key ingredients is ghee, thank you, which is clarified butter. I started experimenting, and it, it works. You know, prata and truffle does work the same as brioche and truffle. And I was thinking, okay, fine, what else does truffle work with? And it's like, yeah, truffle works very well, classical combination with egg. And what's my favorite prata is the plaster prata. So, you know, the, the, the prata with the fried egg on top. And then you cut into it and the yolk has to be flowy for me. You know, I, I get quite annoyed when the yolk doesn't flow out sometimes mm. when, when I have my, my plaster prata. So, I said, let's combine the plaster prata with truffle and see what happens. So, basically, we make our own prata dough ourselves. We learn how to make our own prata dough. We learn how to flip our own prata dough from scratch as well as a part of um, our course to preserve tradition as well. We layered it with ghee, as per usual, and truffles. And then we folded in an egg yolk into the center of the prata. So instead of plastered with the egg being on top, our egg yolk's inside the prata. And we fry it the normal way. And the key challenge always here is to ensure that the yolk remains runny, whereas the dough doesn't overcook or undercook. That's the key part. So that's become also another very popular dish on the menu. It's like our bread course. So, you know, you go fine dining these days. They serve you sourdough, they serve you baguette, they serve you brioche. But you come to Labyrinth, I'm like, hey, we are a Singaporean restaurant. What is, to me, a quintessential Singaporean kind of bread or dough? And that's prata. Hence, the birth of the pratas. Yeah, it's a nice little twist that you have on the prata. Local favourite, of course. And, uh, you know, just your idea, Chef. It blows my mind every time. And this is one of the dishes that, you know, I certainly can't wait to come down and try myself. Chinese New Year, right around the corner. What are you doing at Labyrinth to, you know, celebrate this year? Chinese New Year, firstly, the staff will get a short break as well. So Chinese New Year Eve, the first, second day, they get a short break. We jump right back into action on the third day of Chinese New Year with our seasonal menu inspired by Chinese New Year classics or basically dishes that I grew up with during Chinese New Year. So Chinese New Year is the only time of the year where Labyrinth actually changes its menu to be inspired by the festival because technically well if you consider you look at other festivals well mostly not so much relevant to my upbringing and my culture and my roots Chinese New Year is the most relevant to Labyrinth as a cuisine as a festival so basically for the period of Chinese New Year we've rolling, we're rolling out some special dishes uh, dishes that my grandma used to cook for me during Chinese New Year so we have Pencai, pan choy, basically. And my grandma's version has all the, the black moss, dried scallop, prawns, pork, inside the rich gravy with um, some abalone on the side as well. So we're doing our own little version of it with a type of 
uh, pasta called risone that looks like rice as well with the same thing my grandma used to cook the same sauce of abalone dried scallop black moss as well uh, topped with a bit of abalone liver as part of the sauce. There's a little bit of elevation, a side twist to it, away from my grandma's style. Um, we are also doing my grandma's version of chicken rice. Oddly enough, I always have chicken rice during Chinese New Year. I'm Hainanese. My grandma will cook her version of chicken rice, so we are launching our own version of chicken rice as well during the Chinese New Year menu. And a bit more tradition, it will be the Nian Kao. So we are doing our own version of Nian Kao. So basically, moving away from the traditional recipe, using our own mix of flour and starches, basically, to create our own Nian Kao, but cooked in the traditional manner of steaming for almost 48 hours and then letting it age for another two or three days together with a bit of ginger, gulao jawa, and um, basically is a traditional Nian Kao that's pan-seared in rice flour that will be served. So basically, it's a way of saying this as well that, you know, we respect tradition. Not everything has to be a complete twist. But we want to see how we can create something that is, I think, better than what's available on the market. Every time I talk to you, you know, I learn so much and my mind is always blown. But to give credit to your grandma, because of course she inspired you, you grew up watching her in the kitchen to have that nice little touch that goes a long way. Chef, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure speaking to you and I wish you all the best for 2022. Can't wait to come back and try some of your new items on the menu. Thank you, Adrian, and uh, wishing you all the best as well. And a happy 2022, and hopefully this year we better than the last. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.